that obsessiveness though is very typical of uh, some of the ASD because mm. they hook into what they know they're good at and then they just go and go and go and go and go mm. you know mm. and that's what i do so welcome to another episode of people with purpose today i'm joined by educator golf coach and longtime personal friend who i've not seen for quite a while mark radford mark welcome to the show thank you david how are you doing? Excited, excited to be here. Oh, good, good, good. That's good. Well, me too, me too. Uh, and um, so uh, what are you up to right now? As in in life in general? or As in in life. Oh, actually, no, just, just specifically now, where are you sat? Let, uh, help us to imagine, visualise your presence. I'm sat in a room. I'm glad in a way that the video is not working because there's <laughs> disco lights. Okay. My daughters have installed in my in my bedroom to try and cheer me up when I wake up in a bad mood. Okay. I'm still on my bed. Um, my youngest is at Cubs. My eldest is doing her homework and my wife's downstairs. Marvellous. So it's a kind of a, a joy, a joyful domestic scene and you've managed to find yourself <laughs> a quiet, solitary spot. Unlike last time, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> listeners, we did we did try this uh, one time one time previously and uh, yeah, there was a bit of background noise, but not this time, not this time I can hear you. So Mark, tell us what your purpose is. Um, well, I looked through all the questions that um, that your PA sent me to reflect upon and thought they were quite deep. And the, the basically, I asked your mum, as as you did touch upon, we've been lifelong friends, although we haven't seen each other a lot recently. But I'm really close to your mum. And I said, June, I'm a bit worried about all these questions that they might answer me because they're, they're quite tricky. And she said, oh, just go with purpose. Just go with what your purpose is. So I've thought about that. And mm. I really think that the thing that drives me is to serve others. That's what drives me. So um, in my current role at the Royal Mail, I just love everyone seems pleased to see their postman. And I love that. I'm going back into teaching after almost a year out of teaching very shortly. And I have missed that. And I just love grabbing kids' attention and trying to take them somewhere because I'm a language teacher. So I think this really revolves around me serving people, whether it's the people I love or the people in general in my life. So, because you're a Bristolian who speaks Russian, aren't you? I do. I did French and Russian at uni, but yeah, so you remember that. But I, <laughs> since uni, I haven't really kept my Russian up together. Ah, right. If two Russians are speaking, I can get it. I can understand exactly what they're saying, but I can't get my words out. Right. But I do speak Italian, French, Spanish, Portuguese. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good for any kind of alien. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, nice work. Wow. Okay. So, um, serving others. Where do you think that comes from? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm very much. To go with my languages, I was just thinking about the, app, the words that came out of my mouth. I try to always get into the listening of others as much as I can. I've always been a great speaker and a great person stage, if you like, because the teacher's on stage. But I really do try more as I get older to listen to the other person I'm speaking to and really get into their listening. So I noticed that you're listening really hard to what I'm saying, and I'm listening to myself at the same time as well. And I think that... I just really find so precious the power of the word, like everything matters. The smallest throwaway comment to a kid in a classroom can really make their day and really make a difference in their lives. 
I'm really, really conscious that the way I speak to people a lot, you know, getting older, I mean, we're, we're the same age, but I'm just really much more conscious about my, the detail of my behavior, whereas I haven't been in the past. I've been very quite slapdash and a bit more, a bit like happy-go-lucky, a bit more bright and breezy, and I'm I'm less like that as I get older. Okay, okay. So more intentional your communication then? Yep. And with what outcome? What's the outcome you're looking to get to by being more intentional with the way that you speak and listen? True communication with people, just really trying to get to the core of it, you know. Um, I notice in my classrooms that I often strike up a rapport quite quickly with the naughty boys and trying to get them on side is is like my eternal quest because I know it's, it's a bit like sexist in a way, but girls by and large really do love languages quite. And if they don't, they know almost by the time they're in seven, whether they do or not, whereas boys, it's a little bit more fuzzy and you can grab their attention more. So I, I tend to come with the boys. I'm, you know, I'm into my football, my golf, as you said, so I can, you know, try and get them hinged on in any, in any sort of way like that. So, you know, I really try and get into the, their minds and just really, and I, there's tiny little things that happen in a, in a teaching career that just make it so worthwhile. Just, you know, you can see the naughtiest kid at their prom and they'll come up to you and just say, thank you for like putting up with me and making me choose to do a language just by the way that you, you spoke to me and the way that you were. And I think that's, that's so precious. So what, um, what is it about education right now? Because you, you talk to lots of people and you hear lots of things about the way education is managed and run. And I don't want you to say anything so controversial that you do yourself out of the next job. But but there's there's a number of challenges for teachers right now, isn't there? So so what what are the challenges? Yeah. So what what are, what are those challenges, and, and what can the the system, if you like, for one of a better word, do to help teachers to uh, to to do that sort of high quality job that you want to do? I mean, you're almost. It's, it- it's almost quite bizarre because I'm going to be going into an interview Tuesday morning and I'm pretty sure one of the questions will be exactly what you just asked me. Right. So this is, this is practice, good training. Practice run then. Uh, yeah. I just think the crazy thing is you've got to, like the detail is you cannot say anything anymore. And that is the big challenge in education. You cannot, it's so much harder to have a rapport with kids in a very genuine, open way because things can be misinterpreted, misconstrued so easily and I've really, got, I've got to watch my my language. I've got to watch the way that I speak, so that nothing can be mis, misconstrued and misinterpreted, which is such is so easy. And I think that schools is such a hard thing because kids aren't stupid. They know within minutes if you're a good teacher or not. But then it's up to you to keep that to keep them like. You know, in, involved in what the, in their learning and just you know, learning to learn is a massive thing, and I don't think that um, schools give their. I don't think that I think schools trust their te- their teachers less and less, which I find such a great shame, mm. and that's the biggest challenge I think. So, what's the reason why schools are trusting their teachers less? Because they're so bound by having to safeguard at all, at all times. That's okay. what I find a massive shame. And that's what I need to be more careful of going back into the system in a couple of weeks' time. Okay, so okay, so to, to sort of paraphrase maybe what we're saying a little bit, yep. 
we've got we've got a bit of a culture which is becoming a little bit more um, uh, uh, PC, politically correct, and yeah. we've got a bit of a culture which is, I guess, protecting ca- more and more characteristics in people. Yeah, and that. It sounds like I mean I'm joining two and two together and making five here, but it sounds like that that social trend is perhaps yep. making institutions more cautious about yep. about that freedom of speech, about yep. that way to build exactly. relationships and rapport. Right? Okay. Completely agree with you. The massive problem is there's a massive chasm for me between there's a rupture between people saying. Oh my God! You can't get a class of thirty now without having someone who's not non-binary or or not straight in your class. And I embrace that. I embrace every single difference that there is. And schools are great at doing that. But then there's this, there's a massive thing in society where that's look that's frowned upon as as if we're pan, pandering to them. But that is the way the life that that is the way society is. I'm afraid mm. that is that is the reality of it. You know, I had a class my last job. Um, average ability. I had two non-binary, two non-binary kids in the class, and seven special needs classes. At at thirty, that's nearly a third of the class. Mm-hmm. So every single exercise that I had to prepare, I had to think about that. Every single thing I did, yeah. and that's what's um, weighing down. That's why you hear so many people are getting fed up with teaching. So many people want to come out of it because there's so much pressure on you from all sides. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of that in business as well right now about the whole thing about really? in- inclusion, inclusion, yep. and um, encouraging people to be able to come into the workplace and bring yep. their whole self to work. And then yep. how do you then support people uh, to actually then do that? Because that's easy to say, isn't it? Right, bring your whole self to work. Everything's cool. Right, be who you be who you truly are. But then how do you support that? How do you create an environment where? Uh, people become more aware of the language that they use, so inclusive language, yeah. uh, and um, but but that's done in a way which is uh, kind of almost in a forgiving kind of way because we yeah. are on a cultural change, aren't we? We're on a cultural change from if you look back at Forty Towers <laughs> and, and all the stuff that was in that Little Britain. Right, all these all these comedy shows where and a, and a bit about comedy is a bit about taking it to the edge and you know trying to um, you know almost uh, take a take a stereotype if you like and, and play yeah. with it to to, to observational comedy. Uh, yeah. That's that that's that. If you look at the difference twenty years ago, ten years ago, and then and then now, it's ever evolving. And so yeah. to be inclusive in a way that comes with forgiveness rather than with come some kind of yeah. Um, you know, threat of legal action or whatever. How can how can yeah. institutions, uh, you know, create that kind of environment for teachers to 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 work? I know. Two things to say on that. First of all, um, I think it's a crying shame. Like one of my brothers, Luke, you probably remember us growing up. He works in the health sector, and he says, "Andy, you know the guy in the chair in the wheelchair mm-hmm. that as soon as no one's watching, he, he's off and running." Yeah. He says that's so true of of the of the milieu that he still works in. Hmm. So why is that non non PC? I just I just think it's I think I still think it's hilarious. Hmm. But you can't find Little Britain anywhere now, yeah, because of the stereotyping that went on and the way that it's portrayed, the way it's perceived, you know, with the eyes of twenty twenty three. I think it's a crying shame. So I do realise that PC correctness has gone overboard. I think in, a, in in quite a lot of ways. If you wish to watch that, watch that. I don't see why that is a problem. And interestingly, 
um, bringing the, the whole self to work, I've, within the last year, worked in a private school and a state school, then a, a warehouse in a, in a retail environment, and now at the Royal Mail. And of those four places, by far and away, the place that's embraced me as because I'm an ASD sufferer, um, David, I, know, I don't think I don't know if you knew. I, I think suffer is the wrong thing. I, I am autistic, so and I and I regard that as a gift rather than a disability. Now, hmm. you know, if one, us growing up, you're either physically handicapped or you're mentally handicapped. When I now fill in an application form, do you have a disability? I'm proud to say yes, and that's completely changed from when we were little. Yeah. But the Royal Mail already. I've only been there since November, but they're already embracing my autistic side. Hmm. And even in teaching, that's not that doesn't happen. Where you think that would be the place that would be the most open to it? Yeah. So I feel so, absolutely valued. De- definitely not in retail. They did not like it. They didn't even understand it. I asked the system managers if they knew autism was, and then they didn't have a clue. Yeah. You know, they had no clue. Neither of the system managers in a big retail warehouse had no clue what autism meant. Whereas in in Royal Mail, I know for a fact that my managers know exactly what it means. Yeah. So that's really interesting then, Mark, because so, so essentially you you are, whether you call it sufferer or disability or whatever you call it, yeah. you're carrying a protected characteristic, right? Yeah. And you're looking I, at- I always have done, David, but I didn't even realise until my daughter went through the um, the tests in April and March and April, and I went to every single one with her. Hmm. And by the end of the fourth day, it was obvious that the lady was talking to me. So I did what's called a preclinical assessment. Yeah. And I'm I'm very high up on the scale as well. Okay. 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 Cool. So, but so we'll 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 come we'll come back to that. Okay. Um, just what I, what I just wanted to understand is, you say that society is becoming politically correct to a point where it's perhaps unhelpful. Yep. In some scenarios. And For sure. And and you're and you're you're. You're living with a protected characteristic yourself, and you're and you're saying that. Yeah. So, so I'm interested in how you feel when people make comments about autism. Yeah, from ignorance, maybe, um, and they've just got it wrong, or you know, how, how do you how do you feel about that? Um. I mean, I, I've lived this exact scenario through members of my family quite recently who do not understand. And I've had real problems with close members of my family who will probably be listening to this when this goes online, who did not know how to take what has happened to me in the last year professionally and thought part of it was my my fault when it wasn't. It was the way that I reacted to situations because I am neurodiverse. The 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 um didn't I mean my own dad didn't have a clue what it meant. Mm. He really didn't know why that would be I would be so. And even with autumn, he said like it sounds just like an excuse. So I just googled the top ten um um symptoms how how you can see ASD in in teenage girls and eight of the ten the words leapt out of me at me from the screen and I explained to my dad how that invests itself in my daughter mm. and he could see that. Mm. But so I, I take, I take it as lack of education and I don't try to judge people. I just think that the older generation by and large don't really understand it. And I think that we're, society is embracing it 
and Einstein was the biggest Asperger's syndrome, what is now called ASD anyway, the biggest, he, he had the, the most severe cases, case of Asperger's known. That, that, is, that is a fact now. Yeah. And he's labeled, labeled as the greatest genius that ever lived. Yeah. You know, Richard Branson's massively uh, autistic and dyslexic. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's just two examples. Yeah. Okay, so... So I don't try to judge people that, that look down on it or would see it as an excuse for X, Y, Z, you know? Mm. I try not to. Mm. Okay, and then... <clears throat> but but in, in the last 12 months, building that awareness of your own situation... Yeah. Has it has it led you to think about people with different protected characteristics? And I keep using that phrase, but people with different yeah. differences. Yeah. Um, neurodiverse, uh, neurodiversity, yeah. Either neurodiverse or maybe colour yeah. or, or or whatever it might be. And yeah. has that led you to think differently or maybe act differently? Um, you in, know what? In, in that they area? just made me far more accepting of so many more people around me that I would have been... Not intolerant because I'm not. I mean, we've known each other fairly well, but not not recently. But I consider you a really open-minded and bright guy, and I think you probably do the same about me. But I would not dismiss those things. But I'm very, very much more open to that now, just just through my own journey. You know, I've lived and coped with it and didn't even realise until I I sat and watched and learned how my daughter finds it so hard just to get through the day at school. She is incredibly bright. She makes me look thick. I mean, I mean it. She's <laughs> so bright. She's like first in a year for English, third in a year for maths, second in woodwork. And she does, And she's only had 80% um, attendance because sometimes if her hairbrush is in the wrong place in the morning, she'll go crazy and won't go to school. But when she's there, she's so bright. It's, 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 in, it's incredible. So I know how much of a gift it is, you know? So all the other neurodiverse things that are around yes i'm much more tolerant and much more open to learning about them as well so what is it that the education system or the workplace needs to do differently to um allow people with asd or living with asd yeah to express their gifts in a way that means that that they can add value and, and the organizations or institutions they're in can also get yeah. the benefit from them I just think finding, um, just being accepted. So in my last job, I was asked to, I failed my probationary period at a warehouse, would you believe? After 27 years in teaching with an unblemished record, I was asked to leave because I didn't fit in what their rigorous business needs were. They've got to look, they could have put me in front of spreadsheets. I could have worked stuff out for them in 10 seconds, but they would never have given me that chance. Or on the meet and greet at the, at the warehouse, because it's a it's a big it's a big like supermarket. I was I know I was the best in the, even my supervisor said I was the best there because I'm I'm quite warm, I'm quite open. But that's just me. It's not me naturally. I've I've just coped. That's how I've coped with my ASD is is to mask all the things I don't understand. Like my best friends take the mick out of me completely, constantly because I don't get jokes. I just mm. don't get. I don't understand social norms. I still don't. Okay, because because ASD. Um... And ASD stands for Autism Spectrum Disorder. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay, Autistic cool. Spectrum Disorder, yeah. Okay, and that cool. now engulfs Asperger's now is, is part of that. That that's And, you know, dyspraxia, dyslexia is nothing to do with that. But Asperger's now is now considered just another form of ASD. Because mm. if I think back to, to our childhood, mm -hmm. I, I remember you... Um, you definitely were a joker. 
Yeah. You were definitely a a pra- high energy practical joker <laughs> and but I don't I don't remember I, I remember you I remember you kind of getting a bit agitated sometimes when things didn't seem right or just or yeah, you know, I, was, I I got a real sense of of uh, of you know I've slept quite a few times since then as 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 of you, but but um, I remember there's yeah the way I would interpret that now is being quite pretty high on values. Yeah, no, it's exactly that, David. I'm so black and white, you would not believe it, and I need and I've basically had to train myself to be more tolerant when things don't go my way or or things I don't perceive as fair or. or I'm really not good at like accepting. I'm not accepting of others when things don't go my way at all. Mm. Yeah. And but I kind of masked. So the practical joke side of me would be me trying to get people to like me. Yeah. Cause yeah. I would always feel like I would not be involved in and not be at the center of things because of my lack of social skills, you see. And so, uh, and, yeah. I was, and I, I was talking to my brother actually, and uh, we, we were, <laughs> we were remembering. Um, oh dear. Yeah, what's going to happen now? <laughs> well, it's just it's just that there were that there there were there were those occasions. I can't remember the exact moment. My brother's got a far better memory than I have, right? Um, but um, but yeah. So so coming out of coming out of church and uh, <laughs> making doing observational comedy uh, on the way out the church uh, within the vicar's earshot. And, oh dear. Um, yeah, 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 and and. And it's a case that of, me or Mike? That was me, wasn't that it? Was, <laughs> yeah, that was you, Mark. That was you. Yeah, of course. That was you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can't, I can't exactly remember <laughs> exactly what it was you said, but, but that whole kind of, you know, when, when is it appropriate? When is it not appropriate? Because, because, understand that you see, right? For me, that would be just trying to get the vicar to laugh. It would, the fact that he's the vicar, poor old John Rizzo was probably like. His stomach was probably churning the way that I was talking, <laughs> but I was trying to get away with it and trying to get him to think it was funny because that'd be my way of trying to like connect with him. Yeah. You see, yeah, in a completely unsuit, in a completely like it shouldn't be. You know, social norms are you don't do that. I know that now, but I wouldn't have known that then. Do you know, yeah. But taking that as it, so, I'm, I'm not just I'm not just mentioning that just because. It was funny. It was funny because uh, I remember it happening, but I don't remember what the joke was. Uh, but and. Um, but I'm, I'm sad because that's that seems to be an example of appreciating and under, with the education that we have now about things like ASD. That seems to be a good yeah. example of okay, um, Mark, Mark is displaying these characteristics, these behaviours. We we, ha- we haven't got a formal diagnosis, but you know what we can't do is we can't just label. Mark as the naughty boy, right? What we have to do is we have to understand um, that 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 this 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 is part of Mark's personality and uh, yeah. encourage that to to flourish, but in a way that is perhaps a bit more more conscious of how other people might be feeling or thinking or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, empathy, empathy is not. I do not get. I still don't today. Don't get how people will perceive what I do, what I say. I just don't, and yeah. I really yeah. struggle with that. Yeah. And I know my daughter does too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so how do how do um, say people in businesses then, or people in schools, like teachers and and deputy heads, and, and you know the people that are going to make these decisions about whether somebody needs to be dis- disciplined or whether some somebody needs to be understood? How how do they tell the difference? That's down to 
I mean, it's, it's so hard. I mean, I, I get it, but like, I mean, I'm more than happy to talk about it. I was completely misunderstood in my last role and two or three little things that happened were completely taken without the, the fact that I'd stood up in front of the whole staff and told the whole staff that I was diagnosed with Asperger's in the 90s. Whereas if they'd have actually taken that into consideration, it could have been just a simple conversation and we could have moved on, but they didn't want to do that. So they were just so inflexible. And it's ironic that it was, a, it was an educational establishment that decided that they didn't want me to work there anymore. Quite incredible. And you would think that of any of any milieu and in, in any in any walk of our society, surely an educational establishment would be the one that would be the first to pick up on that. Yet it's not there. It wasn't there. It wasn't even in the private school. That was the state school. It wasn't even in a wholesalers. It's the Royal Mail that has been so much more open to me as as a package. It's quite unbelievable. And that is that is interesting because that that strikes me as a as a situation which shouldn't happen. But the um, the teacher registry agency has basically told the school that they didn't act appropriately towards me. So I've effectively won my case. So I'm going back into teaching. Okay. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. So they said, even if the things that were proven that you've alleged against Mark, even if they were all at their highest, proven at their highest level, which they're not, they would not in any shape or form constitute gross misconduct. Yeah. So I'm exonerated. I'm back in. Okay. And are you are you able to talk about this publicly, Mark? Now is is that yes? You are okay. Yeah. I, just, I just don't want to. You end up running into trouble as a result of no, no, this, no. this conversation going public because um, no, it's fine. Because this is actually really, really valuable. Because organisations make mistakes. I mean, I've been in situations where you know we've had we've we've had we've had challenging situations with 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 people in 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 a business context. Yep. And we've been unable to, uh, to to come to a resolution, and, and that that person has ended up leaving the business. And mm-hmm. what what we've done what we've done with our situations like that is 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 looked at okay, so what could we have done differently? What could we have done better? Yeah. That doesn't sit well with you, does it? Well, it, you kind of you've got the information that you've got at the time, right? So so. In 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 a, in, a, in a scenario where there's somebody who's who's finding it challenging for whatever reason, yeah, it's so important to to do whatever you can to understand what is going on, and not to make assumptions, and to do that as early as possible. So this whole thing about having the conversation early doors, you know, if if on a, if on a form when you're joining a business because you're you're aware of it. You write, you write down, you tick the disability box because yep. whether it is a disability or a gift, that's the box that needs to be ticked right now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, it'd be good to have gift, gift box as a kind of a, as a kind of a category <laughs> and, and you could, you could choose, uh, but um, maybe that's, we need to start upgrading the form. Uh, but um but yeah, but if if you if you take that and you've given the company the information, is, is it a gift? Is it a disability? Or prefer not to say? That's what you need. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, exactly. That's. that's I'd say all say. the above, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, if if you if you got an, an individual in a business who has who has kind of made it made it known that that they um, they are they are uh, living with um, a. A condition, disability, 
uh, whatever whatever you want to call it yeah then really then that 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 organization is employing that person with with their eyes open and it they have a responsibility to do whatever they can to understand that individual yeah i guess i was talking um well i didn't guess i know i was talking to somebody about about um where where we are from the point of view of progress on inclusion from a yeah. um from a sort of a, a sexuality uh, point of view and 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 gender preferences point of view and mm-hmm. um and yet yeah, a, a lot of progress made but still a long way to go of course and i and i've always felt that neurodiversity is is a, is a bit of a I don't know. I think I'm. I'm not sure that we talk about that enough. You know, we we talk a lot. We talk a lot we about the other protected characteristics, if you like, or we lead with that. You say right. I can be quite personal, David. Even your own dad. I went round to your house the other week. Yeah. Your dad sits there with this spreadsheet about birds. Yeah. And he t- have you seen it? The well, second I, I saw it, yeah. I said to myself, "This guy is autistic." <laughs> okay that's your own dad that's that's john that's dave's dad by the way guys whoever's listening to this <laughs> it was so obvious to me the pride and the pride and pleasure he took in this spreadsheet yeah it just jumped out of the page at me and said this guy's autistic like you yeah he is and and that's great and he's always lived with it and he always will and he doesn't he wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't have it in any other way Okay, so that's interesting. So <laughs> so what's so what's the what's the right way to describe that then, Mark? Is it is it my dad is autistic or is it my dad exhibits autistic behaviour? I just think his brain works in a very stringent way. It's a different way of thinking to the norm, I think. That's what it is. Yeah. Was it actually like a spreadsheet? A... Sorry? Was it actually a spreadsheet? Just a piece of paper, but had okay. every single bird you could ever see in the UK on one side okay. and all the wheats okay. going across the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just screams of my golf spreadsheets. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I was just clarifying that because um, okay. conversation. If my, if my dad's on an Excel wizard, then he's been keeping that very, very quiet from me. No, 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 so, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. This, this, this is my loose, my spreadsheet's my loose term for the, the piece of paper that he had. This is the pre-digital, the, the pre-digital version of a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but you're right. He is. He is. Um, yeah. People, talk, people. Well, people talk about things like. Um, yeah, and they throw these phrases around, don't they? People like throw around the phrase OCD. People throw away throw yeah, the phrase ADHD as well. Spectrum. Yeah, ADHD as well. They say yeah. someone that can't sit yeah. still, you know. Yeah. And I mean, what 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 do you think about this whole thing about there being a that there being a spectrum and we're all on it somewhere? I just think that's a cop out. I'm sorry. Do you? <laughs> do you? I, do, I really do. I really do think. I've heard that many, many times. I've never really thought about it, but yeah. I just my my first feeling is that's just a cop out. I really do think that everyone will have certain tendencies, of course, somewhere along the line. But that's like even my own brother said. You know, if you talk about your autism, people, some people will agree with you. It's the same sort of thing. Like if you ask enough people, you'll get people to agree with you. It's the same for me. It's the same sort of like scenario i don't agree that like for example your mum is no stretch of the imagination on the autistic spectrum at all there's nothing in there and i know her well 
to there's nothing, not one zero percent. There's nothing with her. Whereas your dad, I the way that I identify in common with your dad is that I don't think he gets social norms, and he's quite happy not to get them. And I'm exactly the same. Whereas I'd like to, because <laughs> I'm more inquisitive. He just just stays to the side, and he's happy with that. But that's where I'm really similar to him. I think I'd love to have this conversation with him, but I don't think man thinks we we could ever have that conversation. So. Well, he might listen to this and might give you a ring. So, uh, <laughs> oh dear. So, so, so yeah. So, um, but but in all seriousness, though, this whole thing about not getting social norms, yeah. Sometimes you do. I mean, you're you're massively sociable. Yeah, but it's like a cover because if you left me, it's like my wife's always saying, "Are you sure Autumn's okay upstairs? She can be up here for two hours. She'll be fine." because she's in her own little world. If you leave me on a golf course with two golf balls and eight hours with no person near, I will have the best day. So the social side is only to get people to like me. And I've I've kind of like refined that through my life. And I am a very sociable person. And I do like, like I organize a golf competition and there's 20 of us that turn up. I'll organize, you know, seminar, language seminars for my students, et cetera, et cetera. So that side of me is to bring people in, but it's not... I'm quite, I'm so happy on my own. I really am. Like tomorrow I'm going to go, I'm not allowed to work tomorrow because we've got to have a set the day off in the week. I try to work out a bit more over time. It's going, the course is only just real because of the flooding. I'm going to go and play on my own and I'm going to be so happy tomorrow and I won't see a soul. So that's my natural state, you know? With all this water on the ground, if you only need to take two golf balls with you, then you've obviously been spending way too much time on the golf course. <laughs> 208 rounds last year, David. It's quite obscene. That is quite obscene. So I calculated if I started at January the 1st at midnight and each round takes me four hours, I've played solid golf from January the 1st to February the 7th. <laughs> <laughs> That's autistic in itself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. But it's not just one thing, is it? That's kind of like a one-dimensional kind of yeah, sure. explanation of it. Yeah, yeah. Because cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to maintain that there are some elements of social norms yep. that you do get. And so, so there, there are rules of the game, right? I'm just putting this out there as a hypothesis, right? And you can argue with it. No, I'm not no, no, judging. I'm just, right. So You're not a judgmental person, David. Don't worry. Okay, cool, cool. But long as, long as, long as, <laughs> and if I accidentally judge you, then I will learn the lesson, right? So, uh, so, 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 so social norms. Yeah. So you, you, my take is there are there are scenarios where you understand social norms and you and and you are sociable, and you and you you play the game right, in the same way that somebody um, say like my mum then say if you say she's zero percent, yeah, ASD has some understanding of social norms, some understanding of the social dynamic and, and plays, plays the game. So you're both, so, so with take, taking the comparison between you and mum, I'm out of it, cause that's probably not helpful, but, but so somebody, somebody who, who, who is, and somebody who is not, like, like I say, uh, they're, they're, they're playing in a similar kind of field. And, and so, What's 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 the real what's the real difference that that makes um, what you have a gift that the other person doesn't have? Really good question. I don't really know. 
because I think that's different in all people. I know that for my daughter, she's really, really, really quick when it comes to her learning at school and she'll get things straight away. And I think that was why, you know, you said I was naughty growing up. I think I was bored because I'm quick, I'm intelligent. And I think because I was quick, I then try and because I, I still, I mean, I think the big difference between you did say your, your mum, if I can just compare as someone who I think that nothing like me in that way, I still don't get social norms. And I try, I have to play by trial and error to understand the, the social norms. Whereas I don't think your mum does, or someone like your mum. Whereas I don't, I, I, I seriously, you could say it's an excuse, but I, I'm like, you know, I, I have to watch myself even now is what, what I say to school kids. You know, I mean, I could be thrown out just overnight and that's not happened. It didn't happen because of that in the past. But I I'm, I don't have a social filter. So I will speak to the headmaster of a school the same way I'll speak to the cleaner. The same way I'll speak to the two ladies that came up to me in the street yesterday, one who was wearing two tags and was on a curfew, and the other one who just come out of prison that came up to me in the street and said, have you got any posts for me? Oh, of course I haven't got any posts for them. They're walking in the street. But I spoke to them in a jovial, nice kind of way, the same way I would as if I saw the headmaster in the corridor. I don't seem to have a social filter. And I still I, I still struggle with that massively. Okay, so, so maybe then a, a, a bit of a difference there then is you're, 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 you do feel like you don't have a social filter or 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 your your a consciousness if you like of of those yeah. things i'm i'm not inhibited i'm not, i'm i'm not inhibited yeah i can speak to everyone in any at any time yeah you know yeah but that's me that's not like like your daddy's completely the opposite he wouldn't i don't think yeah and yet i mean my dad can be incredibly sociable sometimes as well sure yeah it's really interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, there's no, I mean, the, the, the fact is we are all individuals. Of course. And there is, there is therefore no, um, you know, uh, one answer that's going to satisfy everybody. But, but, but what this conversation does is it kind of exposes the fact that we need to do something which you said earlier on, is we need to think differently. Yeah. And so I guess what I'm trying to work out is because I, I would I would I would you know I wouldn't describe you as a as as being a naughty boy at school. <laughs> really? No. No. I, I could I can I can definitely see how how um you know you could be disruptive at times. Yeah. But you know I would, I wouldn't have you in that bracket, you know. I, no, no, no more than me, you know, because I, I was, I was, che- I was like, you know, cheeky and sociable and um, would chat. And I mean, I got, I got, I got a direct hit back of the head with the board rubber from uh, from one of one of my teachers. I won't, I won't say their name just in case. Uh, <laughs> they're listening. Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 no, I'm happy for them to be listening, but in case anyone from the establishment gets in touch and says, "Oh dear," <laughs> yeah. So, 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 because, because that, because again, that that happened. That happened in the eighties. You know. Yeah. 
you, you, chalk would be launched. I mean, they don't even have chalk in classrooms these days. So, so chalk, chalk would be launched across the room, or 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 a board rubber would be launched across the room. Of course, of course. And and that would be a way of getting your attention. Yeah. Quick funny story before I forget. Um, when I was given a family questionnaire to do, I tried to not worry my mum. So I went to remember Pete Curtis growing up. Yeah. Do you remember him? So I asked him if he'd do this um, questionnaire for me, and he looked at the first three questions and said, Mark, I think you'll get your mum and your dad's to it. So I got mum to it. I sat down with mum and said, this is all about me, mum. It's to just, you know, it's, for, it's to help these guys with my what's called a preclinical assessment. And she goes, um, so the first question was something like, blah, blah, blah. second to third question, um, did Mark ever play imaginative games um, with other people? Or, or what do you think, Mark? I was like, mum, you've got to answer for me. It's not me. Oh, I don't know. Absolutely, I can't answer that. What do you think, Mark? I said, Mum, it has to be you, not me. Okay, so he, no. I knew the answers before she'd say them, but she had to say them. And then we got to another one, and it was something like, um, did Mark ever play in small groups in imaginative games out in the street? And she said, I can't answer that. I said, you told me you told me not to ask you. Can't answer that. She goes, I said, Mum, why can't you answer it? She goes, well, you said the answer is yes or no. The, the, the answer is never, Mark. You never did that. She was being even more autistic than me, and she was the one supposed to be doing the, the, the assessment, the, the questionnaire on me. It's obvious to me from that second that that's where I got my autism from, was from my mum. But she couldn't see that. She wouldn't say yes or no because it was never. But she's, but she, she, it's crazy, you know? So autumn got it from me, I got it from my mum. That is a fact. I remember you being quite imaginative with, with, uh, with play. How interesting. Tell me more. Well, you used, used, to, used to make games up. Well, that's because that was my games. Uh, right. Okay. Tell me more. So if it's a game that I like, if, if I can invent the rules and everyone can stay in my structure and have a good time, then I'd love to make games up and I keep the scores. I've still got, do you remember we used to play Lock Lee's on a Sunday? Do you remember that, David? Yeah. Yeah. I've still got every single score and every single game we played, who scored, who scored at what minute. I've still got that book. I mean that's just not normal, is it? Come on, that's as they come. <laughs> I, well, you know? I don't, I don't have, I don't have detailed records of that, no. But um, <laughs> but every Sunday they'd either come to us or we go to them for yeah. years and years yeah. and years. Mike would be in goal, he was playing. You'd be, you know, you'd be mucking around, you know, in midfield doing what the hell you wanted, and that's picking up the pieces at the back. <laughs> <laughs> Say something nice, Mark. Say something nice. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think I ever made it onto the score sheet, or well, not very often anyway. No, you were decent. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway there we go yeah well i never but i but i think yeah it's it is, it is interesting it is interesting because the whole kind of um uh you know change now we're we're, we're undergoing in society means that i i do i believe that more than ever we need that let's call it divergent thinking so I'm yeah. desperately keen to understand how we can, you know, take that uh, interest in the detail, right, or yeah. take that ab ability to quickly grasp the facts of a situation, sure. or take that ability to uh, be, have laser-like focus on something almost to a kind of a point of obsession. Well, that's me. Right. How can we take that and harness that as a force for good instead of, um, you know, sometimes making it harder for those skills, because that's what they are, to yeah. be applied in the right kind of areas to help us solve some of the problems we've got.
I know. It's so sad. Like I said, like I said earlier about the warehouse I worked at, if they did, you know, I tried to show them the things I was good at. They didn't want to know because it didn't fit their rigorous system. It's such a shame. Like I've played 375 goal courses in my life. They're all ranked by my own ranking system. I can tell you every single hole on every single one of those courses right now. I know that's not that's not typical. That's atypical, you know, to be like that. When you walk in my front door, there's 200 golf balls on the wall. The logo golf balls are the 200 courses that I played when I managed to get the logo golf balls, and they're in rank order. That is just not typical behavior. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, but that's fine because that's me because I've li- I live with it. But it's a shame it's not in harness. I've always said actually. Do you remember those things that we did at school, um, the uh, careers questionnaires, mm-hmm. the careers like things, and they would always come out with stuff. Mm. They always used to come out with me for as prison officer. Like that fills me with dread now to go into a prison. But I think I would have been good at it. But I've never done it. But the, and the other thing I always used to come out with is work for the ordinance, work work for the people that do all the censuses and stuff. You know the the ONS. Mm. I think that's what I should have done. I think I'd have loved it. Yeah because I really would have been in my niche, you know, but surely in every role, in every, in every system that you work in, there has to be a, and like what you're saying, there should be a role for people that are neurodiverse like myself to be able to find themselves a niche in. There should be, you know, there has to be. There really must, I mean, there is, but because every, 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 every business needs different types of people, unless you're in something, I don't know, I couldn't be a gardener, so I'm hopeless. <laughs> What's that? I could do their spreadsheets for them. Yeah, but you know, you, you just you just don't know when to stop digging. That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> unless it's less, unless it's tending greens, which I'd love to do. Oh well, there you go. See, well, that, that, <laughs> well, those funny little fork things that you know, pitchforks. Yeah, yeah take, oh, amazing. Take a moment, then start digging olives out of a jar as well. That's perfect. Well, I never thought of that. <laughs> There you go. That's 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 a bit of divergent thinking for you. There. Hey, that's not my, that's that's very abstract. <laughs> I just another um, thing. I'm, go on, go on. No, no, another go on. thing I'm rubbish at is um is um temp is like space and being tidy and and finding room for stuff. I'm awful because I get sidetracked. I cannot come constant. Like I'm rubbish at that, right. and that's a very right. big trait of of ASD sufferers. Okay. Because that's interesting, isn't it? So you've got that order, these golf balls ranked in order, these lists, and and and, and yet, if it's not something that interests you... Yeah, it gives the pop. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? I mean, I'm looking at a wall of vinyl records now, right now. Brilliant. They are not, in order. They are not in order at all. That makes that... I would, I would come out in highs, Dave. If I was right there, I'd have to put them in some sort of order. Right, okay. <laughs> we'll have to get you they need to be in chronicle order, or I would actually get you to or, to create a ranking system, system. of all, uh, like of all the different criteria. Like when when we chose Autumn Senior School, hmm. in fact, when we moved house, I got my wife to write down her top ten priorities for a house. I did my top ten. Hmm. We married them, and we had a list of seventeen, and then we weighted them. We gave them all a mark out of ten, and then we came out yeah. with a score out of a thousand before we before our, we we chose our house. We did the same thing for when Autumn um, uh, went to secondary school. When I change jobs, I get a massive piece of paper and I write, pros are doing, pros are staying where I am, cons are staying where I am, pros are moving to the new place, cons are moving to the new place. Write down every single thing that comes into my head, mark them all out of 10, add them up, and then I make the decision. That's just how my brain works. Yeah, but I do that. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I do I do the pros and cons thing. I've got I've got a scoring... 
and I'll sort of score it. Of the criteria I've got for 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 jobs, I might weight it. Really? Yeah, I'll weight the criteria. If I'm looking at if I'm looking at opportunity A or opportunity B, right? If I've got yeah. a straight choice, right? Right. Then, then I will, I will, and sometimes it's like stay or go. Sometimes it's it's two opportunities, whatever it is. I will, I will definitely do pros and cons. I will yeah. definitely uh, do uh, the kind of um, what, 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 what are the things that are most important to me? So, what are my highest values? Okay. And, uh, and then, and then, I, I would weight them, or they'd be in priority order, so oh, they funny. would be kind of so. So we do then, the same thing. But but then what I would do, right, when making the decision, I'd say, okay, so that's what logic says is the right decision. All right. After that, I would then close my eyes and get myself to a place of presence and and start then listening to my intuition. Really? Yeah. And I, and what, what I might do then is just kind of write out just just a stream of consciousness, you know, because because yeah. if if you if what they say about your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, if yeah. if your conscious mind is is the bit of the iceberg that you can see that's above the water, to use that analogy, oh, yeah. if they, they say that ninety one percent of your consciousness is is subconscious, so if you can if you can quieten that 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 conscious part part oh, yeah. part of your mind and then go into your intuition and dial into that then then that gives you a kind of like a heartfelt answer as to, to, to go with your head felt answer if that well, makes sense i never never would have thought of that it's quite obvious now you say it but that never came in that never in the past has come into my reasoning so if you if you were to try something like that what do you think would happen i'd be quite scared to be honest <laughs> it's not something i've ever done so it would be Quite, I find it quite daunting. I think, Dave. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I do use that um, in a way. I go to something called Al-Anon. Have you heard of it? I have. But explain what it is. Like, I, I Al-Anon is for people who have an alcoholic in their family unit. Mm. So I have an alcoholic in my family unit. So I go to a, a support group, and we have uh, we sit around a table. Or we sit around in a group. And there's a, someone who chairs the meeting and they go through the 12 steps of Al-Anon and the 12 traditions of Al-Anon. Then we have a 10-minute meditation where we just sit in silence and think. And I, I, like you said, that thing about getting present, I get present to that 90% under the water. And then what, when I share, I share from that 90%, not from the 10. And it really has helped me so much in my family struggles over the last few months. And it has been amazing. So in that sense, I yes, maybe I have tapped into that without realizing it, but I've never applied it to a big job decision or where my daughter goes to school or when we moved house last. We're never going to move house again. I hope so. That won't that will go out the window. You're right. It's it's so much so important. Is feeling you know the subconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, and, and it's interesting to to explore this this part of it because. So, so, so much of the 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 kind of the the preconceived idea, if you like, about um, ASD, I suppose, is that there's you know there's a sense that, that there are there are differences 
in in the brain. It makes it sound very kind of thinking orientated, very conscious orientated, um, <clears throat> or sorry, consciousness orientated. But you know, as you say, um, person A living with ASD will 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 be, be more comfortable doing what you've just described and. And the context will make it important to them. Yeah. And person B might have the same context, but they might, you know, have a have a different kind of ASD or an ASD that manifests in a different way and might find that mm-hmm. a lot more challenging. Yeah. Completely agree. It's fascinating. Yeah, both both of those people would be at a disadvantage in terms of the people around them. So a person C who would be less neurodiverse. Mm. I, I'm a great believer in that. Yeah. And that's the thing we need to fix, really, isn't it? Because, yeah. You're right. you know, if, if, you've, if, you've got, if, if, you've, if you've got somebody who, who without, let's say, let's say without, I mean, I, I, I am the kind of, I've, I've yet to meet somebody mm-hmm. who hasn't exhibited some behaviour on some level that you wouldn't, think hmm, that's a bit different <laughs> I now, suppose, when, yeah. when I, whether that's whether that's me being a bit of a cop out as you no, described no. it earlier and saying okay yeah but you can't you just you're just making excuses and, and you know, no, no, no but if you really talk to people like you seem to then you're bound, i think you'll find that more though won't you and and the people the people who who talk about themselves and you know guests i've had on here you know i've had a, i've had a somebody who describes himself as a cyber mercenary Oh, who who um who, who's basically a hacker, a guy called Chris Rock, and and he he just becomes obsessed about solving problems, and he and he 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 just says, look, this is this is the way it is, and I do it through um through hacking. I've always loved computers. I've never really been that sociable, you know. He's 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 married with children, you know. So he's not he's not like not a hermit. He's he's but he's got a skill and he's found a way to deploy it. And he's not well, a hacker. He's with it. He's, well, yeah, and, and he's not a hacker, as in, um, well, he, he did describe himself as a criminal uh, because he because he, <laughs> he that's what he does. But but he, he but he's but, into it because he, that that obsessiveness though is very typical of uh, some of the ASD because hmm. they hook into what they know they're good at and then they just go and go and go and go and go. Hmm. You know, hmm. and that's what I do. Force to be reckoned with. Mark, we've been talking for about an hour now. And, uh, and and so, but I found it a fascinating conversation. I'm not really sure how to conclude it. How would how, how, <laughs> no, We don't need to. How would you summarise our conversation? I'd say just a deep, uh, just like, a, I would summarise this as a, just a foray into our past friendship and maybe future friendship and all sorts of like, Fireworks going off from side to side. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know how, how, how else uh, to describe it, David. All right. Well, um, that's pretty. Would, would you be happy with that? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> how let, would you sum it up? Well, let, let's have a go then. So, I would describe this as a yeah, an exploration into yeah. into the kind of challenge that society is facing right now. We've got. We've got people with skills. We've got people that have got so much to bring. And we've also got people with feelings, right, that need to be looked after. Yeah. And whatever we can do in a way that 
encourages people to bring their value. Yeah. Uh, we should be we should be trying and and I my personal view is it's you know you're, you're going to be you're going to be in a situation where as these things evolve and emerge uh, we're going to be um, losing people people are going to feel like they've been dis- disenfranchised and and all that that's going to happen but we've got to do everything yeah. we can to minimize minimize that and to yeah. provide the support in schools to provide the support in the workplace yeah um, right for, for for people to to be able to express themselves and, and maybe i'm being a bit narrow just thinking about education no, 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 much more detailed and much more thorough than my explanation mine was very artistic and flamboyant yours was that's very that's brilliant that's i love that and we could probably summarize it in in, in fewer words by just saying that this is food for thought people need to think yeah. about these things and yeah and then okay once you've thought about something, do something different. Because, like I say, we've got people who can really make a contribution, probably sitting there massively frustrated that their yeah. potential is not being recognised. And uh, we've got to find a way to unleash it. You're right. Unleash that potential. Rock on, Mark. What's your favourite joke? Uh, there, I, what's... Walker and a driver, and the driver says to the walker, "Do you know the way to Donegal?" And the walker says, "Are you walking or are you driving?" And the driver says, "I'm driving." And the walker says, "That'll be the quickest." There. And when I said that to my daughter, she said, "Daddy, that's a granddad joke. I'm not even a granddad yet." So that put me in my place. Right. Fair enough. Good. All Have right. you got a favourite joke, David? Um. Um. <laughs> I'm not very good at jokes. <laughs> I'm, I'm more, I'm more observational comedy. Me, oh, um, yeah, um, I don't know. Two elephants fall off a cliff. Boom, boom. Oh God! Tumbleweed. Good. Well, there's a way to end the show on that bombshell. <laughs> Thanks, Mark, That's for coming more. on. People with purpose. David, if you ever want to take a part two and take a specific angle, I'd be more than delighted. Cool, cool, cool. Well, look, what I think we should do is I think we should put that to the audience. So. So if there are any um, uh, topics, anything we've yes. touched on today that, that anybody Brilliant. listening wants to explore further, then please yeah. get in touch. Uh, so the, the details are in, in the show notes. Uh, it's david at peoplewithpurpose.live. Mark, if people want to get in touch with you, are you happy for people to, to get in touch? Absolutely. So just, I guess, email me, Mark, M-A-R-C, Radford, as in Bradford without the B. So that's M-A-R-C-R-A-D-F-R-D, two one at gmail.com brilliant more than happy cool 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 and just let mark know that um it's from it's from the podcast so he um he knows he knows where you're coming from awesome mark thanks ever so much for coming on it's been brilliant speaking with you and uh yeah you, i've definitely got lots to think about so um i hope I've, everybody I've been, else i mean i'm as the viewers will know i'm i've got a cloudy screen because i can't get my video to work whereas <laughs> i've been watching you ponder and ponder and take everything in because I can see you, so that's fantastic. Just to see your, just to see your, your presence. Cool, good. Well, yeah, I, I've made some notes as well. So, lots to think about. So, uh, thank you for sharing. Absolute pleasure. Let's do it again one day. Thanks for listening to People with Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe, and give us a five star review. Uh, tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. 
All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.